Hello, everyone. Welcome to C-Suite Talks. We speak with industry leaders, introducing you to some of the most interesting people and businesses today. We're focused on women, money, and power, as well as diversity in all areas. Welcome to C-Suite Talks. I'm Beth Hilbing, co-CEO of C-Suite with... Diane Gubin. I'm co-CEO along with Beth. And today we are so happy to have as our guest, Lilach Bullock. She is a digital marketing specialist based out of Tel Aviv area. And Lilach has 18 plus years of experience as a social media influencer in digital marketing and in the B2B world. She provides B2B marketers with consulting, influencer marketing services, SEO, and done-for-you content services. So welcome today. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Yeah. We're so happy to have you. Yeah. And as you know, with C-Suite, we use digital marketing like crazy and with social media, and it's just a must-do today for every business to survive. Yeah. So we want your tips. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So what are some of the you know, misconceptions about digital marketing and how do you address them to make your clients successful? Because I think everybody would be interested in knowing that. Okay, so that's a great question to kick off, isn't it? I think for me, the biggest one is the whole vanity metrics. Everyone's obsessed with number of followers, likes and comments. And I think we've lost sight on the metrics that really, really matter. So I think the biggest thing is to focus on results rather than engagement because engagement doesn't equal ROI. It doesn't? It really doesn't. I wish it totally doesn't. If anything, I always say it's your lurkers that are your buyers. Right, right. Because we put a lot into the world and we're looking for members and sponsors, right? So you're right. There's a lot of engagement, but that doesn't necessarily return. Yeah, totally. And I think another one is, is, you know, measuring, being able to measure. How can you measure? What should you be measuring? Um, And there's obviously the the obvious things, which is, you know, being consistent and writing for your audience um, and giving value and things like that. But I think today, I mean, I've been in business nearly 19 years and I have never, ever seen social media so noisy, so saturated, so competitive. Everyone's saying the same thing so I think today now more than ever you have to be prepared to be different to be unique to really put yourself out there to be much more vulnerable and to provide huge huge value so that you can stand out and be heard above the noise what do you think as you look at all the platforms do you tailor to a platform to your audience or are there some platforms that just naturally you should always be looking at like your Twitters, your LinkedIn, your YouTubes, your, you know, there's so many different avenues. And I think everybody tries to hit them all thinking that they need to be there just in case they get a sale or a subscription or a something. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. We love LinkedIn personally. Now, I am a fan of LinkedIn as well. I love LinkedIn too. Look, I think ultimately if you want people to hear you and you want the right people to hear you as in your target audience, you have to be where your target audience is. If your target audience isn't on Facebook, then why are you spending time there? And I think, look, in an ideal world, everyone would have an, an omni-channel approach whereby they're visible in all the different platforms. And I typically post the same things in different platforms so it makes it much easier for me to manage but I think ultimately you have to invest the time and resources where your target audience are and where they're active and engaging 
Right, right. So so that was tip number one, post the same material across platforms, right? <laughs> well, and where your audience is, I think is the big key. So you're not wasting your time and your money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Time is money. For sure. Yeah. So Leela, how, how did you get started in digital media? Did you grow up and say, I want to be a digital media expert? Like, how do you become one? Oh, my goodness. So I started out, I actually started out as a virtual PA. Um, my daughter, I just had my daughter and she's 18 and a half. No, she's eight. Yeah, she's, oh, my God. Yeah, starting the army in a couple of weeks, which is very scary. Um, and I started um just because my company wouldn't let me, I was a training manager before, my company wouldn't let me go back um, part-time. So I decided to work for myself and I was gradually getting into social media before, it, you know, when it first launched. So I saw the power, I was in the UK and I realised very quickly that I could reach the rest of the world. I was very ambitious back then, um, very driven, and it was so much quieter, so it was so much easier. So I can remember years ago, do you remember with Facebook, you could message everyone who liked your page. You know, you could literally, the the, the, the social media, you could post links, and, you you know, and there was no alg- playing the algorithms. It was a very, very different and I latched onto it and just it just catapulted me into the space. I actually tried to launch a, a social media tool. I don't know if you're familiar with Hootsuite, but I came up with a spec before they did. Um, that's another story. Is Hootsuite still out there? I don't remember. Yeah, no. I mean, they did, did monopolise um, the space. But I just fell in love with – I always loved networking – and I wanted to reach the rest of the world and saw huge potential with social media. I was also, I started blogging back in 2006 as well. And I was obsessed with driving traffic. I, I don't know, I just saw a gap that other people, particularly in the UK, weren't leveraging and just went for it and embraced it. That's great. So what do you advise new businesses to do? Like if there's a new business coming on and they want to, and they're subscription based, let's put it that way. And they're online. How do you advise them to get started? Who should they start with first to really get their presence out there? Right, right. And that subscription model too. Ooh, that's popular space now. Yeah, it's very popular. And I think it really depends what type of audience. So if it's consumer or B2B, the two are very, very different. I also think it depends if you want to spend money on ads or do things organically. My recommendation is to always test and and prove that it works organically before you spend money on ads. And I think I think it's really about testing to see what your audience loves, what they what turns them on, what turns them off, making sure you you follow the 80/20 rule, 80% value, 20% selling promotion. I think also because so given the current climate, I would think about um, incentives that you can grow the subscription. So rather than having to constantly get new people, see if you can get people to invite others and create incentives and and offers and programs to do that so that you're kind of building an army of people who are going to promote yourself. Um, and I think also something that's very important with subscription model, because I think the model is fantastic, but it can also be a very hard model to succeed in because you have to know your churn rate. At what point do people stop becoming a subscriber? Um, 
so that you know, so that you don't run out. And also, how can you keep subscribers active or doing whatever it is they're supposed to be doing? Because I think that is really, really important and that helps it grow organically as well. Yeah, no, that's really good advice. That is that is terrific. So thank you, thank you for that. So you you know, um, being a woman in the digital marketing industry, you know, let's let's talk about you know you and some of the key lessons you've learned as you've looked across the landscape and seen women going into this industry. So w- what what are some of the lessons you've learned that have contributed to your success? I heard you with the A/B testing, knowing your audience. What else? I think I think you know the beauty of women is that they're much more supportive, and I've been at stages in my life as a woman from being a, a young mother to now entering the menopause so <laughs> I've literally been around and see the two differences and they you know all, all the stages have different challenges and I think as women we have it a lot harder and I know you can't I know you're not supposed to say that but that that's the truth you know I think we have to look after the kids and do all the juggling and then we have all the brain fog <laughs> all the hot which and it's like one finishes and then another door opens it's like it's volume it's volume I know it's just volume as we get older it's it's just we've put so much into our lives and now we've got to maintain it yeah Yeah. or after a couple of glasses of rosé you know maybe a little brain fog but (laughs) just I, I think you know if I've learned anything in digital marketing it's that it's so important particularly as a woman to have a really good support network where people lift you up Uh, and I think as a woman it can be very easy to compare yourself to others as well in the space yeah especially in the digital marketing space where everybody's got the um what 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 do you call it when they make women look more curvy than they are right all that editing I thought they made them look thinner than they are right 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 where it's this aspirational that nobody can match (laughs) right well, although in France, they're going to start making them show their real selves, which will be interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's also about, I mean, we've seen so many changes in digital. I mean, in LinkedIn, it's only in the last sort of 12 months that people have been posting selfies. You know, that was very Facebook-centric. Um, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of that approach on LinkedIn. I find it very clickbaity. But it is effective and it plays to the algorithm. So um, that's another topic. I, I never thought about posting a selfie on LinkedIn. Like, hi, I'm at an event kind of thing, right? Is that it? Oh, yeah. No, you do that. Yeah. We do it for C-suite. Do we? Yes, we do. Well, yeah. Well, we do like, hi, here, here we, we're in a group and we won an award, right? No, no. We do it at, when we go to events and stuff. Yeah. I do. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Beth. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> Whatever Beth posts, I just repost. (laughs) Leela, it just takes so much time to do this too. You know, like not everybody's got the time to like sit there and do all this social media. It just seems like a big time suck, right? It is. And it can be overwhelming and frustrating, particularly right now. Because as I said earlier, I've never seen it so tough online and and I don't think anybody is immune. Like even people myself who have large followers and, you know, reasonably known in the space you know I think everybody is struggling and nobody is being honest enough I don't believe behind the scenes I talk with people and everyone's saying how you know you can get a thousand likes it means nothing today it's not like what it was ago so I think it is very time consuming and I also think you know 
don't do it just because everybody is there and don't be obsessed with the numbers I think put yourself out there but I think where you have to, where to get the results from now is actually being proactive and, and doing the outreach rather than just posting on social media I think you have to do a lot more behind the scenes like the one by ones the one by ones and also you know I, I think a lot of you know as I said I've been around nearly 19 years and and, and I'm seeing already things coming back you know the face-to-face networking now people have missed it and are overwhelmed with the networking because it's just so much work very time sensitive and you've got a choice you can either spend money on ours you can either pay someone to do it for you or you do it yourself and even though there's tools which can help and uh, particularly with AI and stuff it's still a lot of work if you want to do the actual outreach so I think be mindful be very very strategic and think well what's this going to achieve and I think if you do it, do it properly. Don't just do oh, post today one time, a different hour. You know, be really strategic, be very consistent, have, you know, cluster approaches. So, you know, know what your target audience wants, write for them, write their language, make it so they can easily understand. And don't be afraid to test things up. And if it's not working, if you're not getting results, try something else or even consider taking a break. Sometimes, we need to detox from social media as well. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Hey, can I ask you a question? So what do you think about uh, blogging and Slack and all of that? Because again, that's very time consuming too. And we hear it a lot, like, because we interact, we have over 10,000 in our database that we, in our C-suite world, and growing like crazy. And we, some of the women are like, oh, you need to get on Slack and you need to do this and you need to do that. But you know, it's, it's to me, um, another, yet again, another avenue. So I just wondered what your thoughts around art. When it comes to blogging, I'm a huge fan of blogging. I've been blogging since 2004. Um, and it, I mean, during COVID, it saved me my website, my blog, it makes a passive income because people advertise on it. Um, so I'm a massive fan of... Ooh, ooh, wait, wait, Beth, ears up. Did you hear that? People advertise on Lilac's blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also what we're seeing with social media, because it's so noisy and because also there's so many rules, what you can do, what you can't do. And I know so many people who've had their accounts suspended or even removed on LinkedIn, on Twitter, Facebook, etc., that you don't own it, whereas your blog is your own asset you can control it, you can grow it, you can monetize it. So I, I'm a huge fan of blogging and I, I'm obsessed with SEO and driving traffic and growing my domain authority and things like that um, and growing a passive income from it. So I think everyone should be blogging. So I'm going to switch subjects on you away from all this great transactional thing. So how have you leveraged your experience to empower and support other women in digital marketing? And what do you do uh, to do that in your blogging or another thing? Right. Or is it a very solo thing and women don't support each other? Everybody's just kind of doing their own little silo. What, ha- what happens? Yeah, no, I mean, I have so many free resources on my website. I have free trainings on everything from LinkedIn marketing to how to get bums on you know, your webinar and, and, and all sorts of trainings from videos to swipe files, workbooks and all of that. Um and I've spoken at many events over the years. I've been part of different network groups. 
I'm always, you know, happy to help people as much as I can. I, I love working with women. I, you know, the, it's very nurturing, and I um, and there's obviously the the connection that us women have because we can talk about the different challenges that we we face at particular moments. Um, so yeah, no, I I think it's great, and I I really would recommend that people lift each other up rather than put down and to stay away from anyone who is negative who is jealous and competitive and I have to tell you I've also had women do that to me over the years who you know couldn't cope with I had a lot of success a few years ago and a lot of people couldn't cope with that particularly women because they're very emotional um that sounds horrible but I think women can be quite emotional in business I think this is a glass of wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, look, I think I think everybody should lift each other up and be kinder to one another, particularly online, yeah. because words can get misconstrued, you know. And I think we have to be careful with what we say and just think. Yes, and cyberbullying and all that for sure. Oh, it's horrible, and that's the real ugly side of social media, and it's really sad to see. Yes, yes, we had a lot of issues with that at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Are there a lot of young um, emerging leaders getting into digital marketing? Do you see it as a growing field? Or, or are the kids just going, well, you know what? I have three of them. So I don't know how much they're on social media anymore. They don't do Facebook, right? But they do do Hinge. They do do all the dating apps. <laughs> I think there's a lot of young younger people who see the influencer lifestyle and think, oh, I want to be an influencer. And they don't realize that it's a lot more than having a certain amount of followers. Look, at the end of the day, you can buy anything online. You can buy likes, you can buy followers, you can buy anything and everything. So it, it, you have to be careful what you suggest as an influencer as well. So I think we have to be mindful of that as well. Yeah. So going back to the business, you know, what are some of the trends that businesses should be focused on to stay ahead of their competition today? So I think obviously AI is a huge one right now. And I know a lot of people are including myself, you know, I fluctuate from being excited and, oh, my God, to terrified um, with what the potential it can do. And I think that a lot of professions, particularly writers and even marketers like myself, need to get their head out of the sand and, and, and really master it because it is going to change things and it's only a matter of time and I think it's going to happen way quicker than everybody thinks. So... I would say leverage it, embrace it, maximize it to help you as much as possible. I also think we're going to see a lot more video. I think with content and AI, it's so easy now to regurgitate content and and it's just getting lost. So I think videos are going to become even more popular um, and um, are going to be used a lot more as well. Ooh, get those dogs out, right? (laughs) Doggy and cat videos, right? (laughs) For those who are skeptical about, you know, the impact of digital marketing, what do you say to them? How do you convince them to come on board if you have new clients or potential clients who say, what are you going to do for me? How are you going to, how, what's digital marketing going to do for me? I think anybody who's skeptical hasn't used it correctly. That's the reality because you can only be skeptical of something if you've not leveraged it right. But I believe in marketing, everything works if you do it the right way and do it enough and are consistent. The reason why most people are skeptical is because they may have posted 
once a week or a couple of times a week for a month and nothing's happening. Well, no. I mean, you know, you have to spend. It's a lot of work. And I think people are lazy. People want fast, quick results. And the reality is, is that's not the case today. It used to be. You know, it used to be very easy. I could post something. I could blog a 500-word blog, and I'd get thousands, I'm not exaggerating, hundreds of thousands of views on it. I can't get I can't duplicate that today. I just can't. And it's the same with, you know, on Facebook and Twitter. You know, I just can't get the results that I got from doing hardly anything. I'll be honest. Um, um, And I I spend more time. I work harder on social media today than I did 10 years ago, a year ago, three years ago. And I think that's why people are sceptical, because there's so much more work and effort involved now and it's hard and I think if you're new you really need to consider do you go down the ad route because you you're just playing catch up the whole time it's exhausting oh that's a good way to put it well what do you love most about your job so we'll end there what do you love most about your job oh my goodness I love meeting people I love learning about people's businesses and helping them I really love helping people grow and scale their business and create the dreams that they never thought was possible. I love helping people get out of their comfort zone. Um, and just, I like the diversity, you know, it's like I can work from anywhere in the world. I've been, it's really funny when COVID happened, everyone's like obsessed with working from home. You know, I've been doing this nearly 19 years. So I, I love being at home and, and just chatting like, you know, we're chatting here. I mean, how amazing is this? From Tel Aviv, right? You're in Tel Aviv. Yeah. And and we're in California. Yeah. (laughs) I just think it's amazing. And I love all the different tools and the tech. Um, I just like being creative and and working when I want and having the freedom and the flexibility. Like just before our call, I was, you know, in the spa and, you know, and just to have that luxury, it's, it's, I love it. And I think, you know, it's nice to be able to give back and it's nice to um, share my voice. And I've had to grow a thick skin over the years. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've lost a lot of money. I've made a lot of money. And, you know, it's I've learned that nothing lasts forever, the good, the bad, the indifferent. Um, And I, I think you have to love the journey and the process and the roller coaster ride of being entrepreneur we love it yeah no that sounds exactly right on so how can our listeners find you okay so um so my website's leelachbullock.com i also have a podcast aptly named the leelachbullock show i'm on linkedin do you want to spell that oh okay so it's l-i-l-a-c-h it's like lilac with a h bullock b-u-l-l-o-c-k.com and all my social media handles are Leelach Bullock. In fact, you can Google, there's only one Leelach Bullock in the world, which is me. Yay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yes, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I'm everywhere. Terrific. Terrific. Well, thank you to our listeners. Thank you, Leelach Bullock, for being a guest with us today on C-Suite Talks. We've really enjoyed getting to know you. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Google, the law firm of Manette, City National Bank, IPG, which is advertising media and PR companies, and my firm, Amplify Professional Services, which is executive search and IT consulting. Beth, do you want to wrap us up with the subscribes? 
Doctor. Hit the subscribe button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast today. Leave us a review. Follow us on all the social media channels, LinkedIn, Twitter, etc. And we love hearing from you. So please um, go out to our website, www.cswet.org, and just get active and join the community and be participant in life. So thank you for listening today and have a great day. Take care.